You're listening to Banter with the Boys. Talking all things sports. From betting and brawls, Super Bowl to Stanley Cup Finals. Get laced up. It's time for Banter with the Boys. Welcome back to Banner with the Boys. Today we are going to recap the Super Bowl. Obviously our first podcast last week was in preparation for said Super Bowl. It was a heck of a game, but first let's get everybody in here. Nick, how are you doing today, sir? What a game, huh? What a game is right. Both offenses came to play. Um, It was a very entertaining one all the way to the very end. So, yes, amazing game. It sure was, man. It sure was. Mr. Money Mikey, how did the gambling go, buddy? Well, doesn't look like I'm retiring after that one. Um, You know, the reversal on the first touchdown didn't help. Um, And Mr. G, Mr. Godard, not scoring a a touchdown uh, did not help either. But, no, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, We'll get him next time, right? There's always the, the next big run. Well, I'm glad after one week you still can't pronounce Dallas Goddard's name correctly, but that's all right. Mr. Goddard, I know you are listening. I just want to take the time to apologize for Mr. Money Mikey. Um, We will get better. I can promise you that. And last but certainly not least, today we have Mr. Kyle. Kyle, it sure was a heck of a game, man. What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was the most entertaining Super Bowl I've seen in some time. You know, both offenses going back and forth. Uh, it was it was literally a, a shootout. I did think the Eagles defense would have been a little bit better uh, just because Mahomes on that bad ankle. But I was wrong. You know, the Chiefs were really off it, really efficient offensively. And I thought that was I mean, what, what can you say about Patrick Mahomes? And we'll unpack unpack this his stats here in a little bit. But overall, it was a fun game to watch, and you know, Chiefs. You no, know, they're they're a dynasty right now. I think. I couldn't agree more, brother. It was one heck of a game. So, obviously, we did not introduce Derek. Derek is not able to make this episode, unfortunately. He is with us in spirit, um, but we will certainly make do. We will touch on his points that he did bring up last week. But uh, Derek will not be joining us this week. We'll get him back, though. We'll get him back. And certainly not least, I have to shout out my main man, Kevin. He is the behind-the-scenes man with this whole ordeal, and we couldn't be here today without him. So once again, Kev, big round of applause, brother. You're a beautiful man. All right, we're just going to go over a brief overview of the game itself. So as our listeners know, the Chiefs did come out on top with this one. With a final score of 38-35, to it was a game that came down to the wire. It was the Kansas City going down, making that last push, kicking that field goal, going up three with only eight seconds left on the clock for Hurts in that Philadelphia offense, which was on fire. So for a total yardage on the game, we have the Chiefs being outgained on total yards in this game pretty substantially. We had the Philadelphia Eagles putting up 417 yards to the Kansas City Chiefs, only 340. Other than that, the game was absolutely phenomenal. It came down to the wire. There wasn't one team that pulled away during the entire game. It was always up for grabs, and it was exactly what you want to see and what you you, you root for in a Super Bowl. All right. 
Uh, from now, we're going to get everybody's individual take on the Super Bowl, your biggest takeaway, and just the, the biggest thing that kind of popped out to you on the game itself. We're going to kick it off with you, Kyle. What is your biggest takeaway from this phenomenal game? I think my biggest takeaway is never doubt a banged-up Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, this guy is unbelievable. Like, what do you have, 65 yards rushing? I mean, Kirko Chains can't even do that with... I will save this segment for a different time, but with a bad ankle, Kirkle Chains can't even run for 60 yards. But uh, my biggest takeaway was, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, man. What I, I mean, what else is there to be said about him? Eagles had to play coverage, which led to a lot of underneath passes, short, you know, five-yard passes, and play play their five-man front, which led up to the Chiefs' um, ability to run the ball. I mean, they ran it pretty well. The offensive line showed up, so that was huge. And I think this is probably one of the best seasons in quarterback history, if you really unpack it, from Patrick Mahomes. You know, he wins, he led passing yards, led touchdowns, won MVP, won the Super Bowl, and then to top it off, he also won the... Super Bowl MVP. So if you really unpack that, uh, it, I think that's really hard to accomplish in one season. So not to mention, you know, they lost Tyreek Hill. They were kind of retooling in a way. Like they didn't have, I, I thought last year they had a better roster. That's just my kind of take is, I, I mean, we're, witness, we're witnessing greatness from Patrick Mahomes so far. Nick, what are your thoughts on that one? Well, um, I think my biggest takeaway uh, is going to be a little bit different than most. Um, I just wanted to throw a big shout out to uh, our boy who used to be with the Vikings, Mr. Jarek McKinnon, coming in with a clutch little knee down at the end. I'm I'm sure everybody's going to be talking about that. That's a pretty generic one. But uh, no, I, I was extremely... Entertained the entire time. Um, I felt that uh, Mahomes put on a show that probably won't be seen for a very long time. He definitely submitted his legacy. And uh, there's really nothing else to take away from this game other than greatness. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that's everything I got on my mind. How about you, Mr. Money Mikey? Yep, this is Money Mikey. Uh, Appreciate the handoff there, Nick. And lots of thoughts on the overall game. It was definitely a good one. Uh, very exciting overall. As far as overall feelings, I mean, as far as money Mikey goes in his pocket, that Kenneth Gainwell at the very beginning had that knock on reverse. Might have played things very differently as far as uh, my bets go there. But obviously, you know, you, you know, he wasn't in. It was clear as day after the review. Uh, and that setup hurts. That's up some history, uh, which was really exciting. So I might sacrifice my 40 bucks that I lost an hour and a half drive time. It was well worth it, though. I mean, we saw some history. We saw some unique scenarios in the Super Bowl. Uh, there's never been a quarterback to rush for two you know, touchdowns in, a, in one Super Bowl, let alone three. Uh, but as far as overall feelings, I mean, as far as X factors, Nick and I had a debate, and I also had some side bets in relations to a little defensive touchdown. I was saying Philly. I'm like, oh, why would we not take Philly? Same payout, same payout, right? But sure enough, you know, Nick was right. My ugly brother here uh, being right with the Chiefs' first touchdown. You know, had they not scored, that would have been a 10-point deficit going into half, and it would have been a way much 
much different uh, you know story overall in the second half because um, obviously it came down to that final big three. Uh, so who knows where they played out? Money Mike would have made been richer, you know, if they uh, hadn't given up that defensive touchdown and would have forced the Chiefs to you know be airing it out a little bit more. Um, and like Nick said, I do think that McKinnon play at the end was also definitely probably the biggest play of the game. I mean, it comes down to four, you know, four or five plays. Um, and, yeah, that was huge just to be able to kill out the clock because they knew you give that ball back to Jalen Hurts, he's going to set that bar even higher for, you know, who knows, maybe a fourth Russian touchdown. We don't know, right? Uh, but, yeah, uh, pretty exciting. Uh, but as far as overall feelings, uh, that's kind of what I mainly got. Let's just see uh, what Tyler feels here. I know he's a little rough-headed last night when we went to the Wild game. may have been a late night. But uh, let's see how he's feeling here. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you tell us what you feel about that game there, bud? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I was hurting a little bit this morning. Not only did the Wild lose, but the adult bevies did get the best of me. But back to the Super Bowl here. My biggest takeaway was the Chiefs' rushing game. To think anybody would have predicted the Chiefs to outrush the Eagles in this game would have been just called an absolute fool. But they did just that. 158 rushing yards to 115. Nobody would have thought it would have been that lopsided. And then if you look at the passing yards, the Chiefs almost had more rushing yards than passing yards with only 182 passing yards. So my quarterback prediction for Mahomes was very wrong, but we will touch on that in a little bit here. Um, but that was definitely my biggest takeaway. That Chiefs O-line was just a stalwarts the entire game, opening up those rushing lanes and letting Isaiah Pacheco eat. And then who would have thought Mahomes is going for 44 yards? That is just insane. Um, but that is my by far my biggest takeaway. That Chiefs rushing attack was just unstoppable throughout against that vaunted Philadelphia front four, really front seven. So that, that definitely changed the course of the game. But that's enough on the biggest takeaways here. Let's transition into a little bit more of the in-depth talk about the game. We had some, some predictions we put together last week for the QB stats and our X factors, both offensively and defensively for both teams. So we're just going to kind of touch on those a little bit and just recap how well we did predict those and if they were indeed X factors for the game itself. All right, let's get this segment kicked off. Mr. Money Mikey, what do you got to say, brother? Yeah, uh, it's definitely a great game, and I got a lot to say. Now, I would fix my introduction to $40 less money line, Mikey, uh, but that is the life of your local degenerate. Uh, but as far as to the game and the overall feelings, um, I got two things overall main points. My biggest thing is if you had to pick that one play as the most impactful that moment the big game and you know the game changer um it has to be the chief's defensive touchdown that made it so going into half it was only a three-point game not a 10-point deficit definitely probably in my opinion the, the biggest moment of the game and the second biggest moment is kind of what i talked about was the x factor it was mahomes ankle he was able to do it he was able to scramble obviously not every single play but he was able to scramble when it mattered most and, and when that you know when the when the game was on the line and pressure was coming, and still get that first down and then and then some. Um, but it was definitely a good game. Not a great game for my wallet. I, you know, like I talked about, I really wish that Gainwell touchdown didn't get reversed. Uh, I also wish the Chiefs didn't get the touchdown. I was hoping the def- uh, Phillies defense we were going to get that touchdown. I mean, who would have predicted? We we were all talked about Phillies defense kind of being a once in a generation, once in a long time defense and. Um, it was the opposite. Um, 
you know, I guess Mahomes, someone should test him. Someone should, you know, probably get a hair sample, blood sample, make sure he is human because the way he was playing that game, uh, I think I, I think we were all wrong. He, you know, I think I was wrong about his ankle um, and the fact that he isn't human. He is he is superhuman. Uh, but all joking aside, it was a fun game to watch. The food was great. The gambling was fun. It was exciting. I'm um, excited for next year, really excited for next season and, and, you know, what's to come out of this podcast. It was a great way to start off our uh, you know, first inaugural podcast here with a little banter, but I mean, uh, anybody in the room here? Any feelings overall about that? I mean, especially that big moment that defensive touchdown. I mean, I feel like that really was just, was just the moment. Yeah, I would say that that definitely was a key moment in the game, but the moment per se, widely regarded, widely cri- widely criticized, widely talked about, is that pass interference? Or sorry, I'm holding call. From James Bradbury on Juju Smith-Schuster on that third down on that drive that the Chiefs did go down and kick that last second field goal was a third down. The Chiefs were in still in field goal position, but it would have been about, if I'm not mistaken, two and a half minutes left on the clock for Hurts to go down and try to match that field goal or get a touchdown. And it was given the first down, which was very questionable. I know Bradbury has come out and said that it was a hold, but they weren't calling it all game fairly clean game for the most part nine penalties total for the game you don't often see that with the modern day refs and their let's just say issues we've had the most in the most recent years here but for them to call that in such a pivotal moment in the game there's all this stigma about the nfl being rigged or scripted whatever that certainly didn't help that's a that's a call you just in my opinion by the the rules the, the record of the rule yes it is indeed a hold but you just can't call that in such a pivotal moment when you were letting them play the entire game what do you guys think about that that was like i said widely criticized widely talked about it kind of stole the spotlight of how good the game truly was because we're going to focus it on one play where in my opinion didn't lose the legals of the game 24 unanswered or 24 second half points allowed you can't. You're not going to win very many games with letting that up there. But what do you guys think? How about that call? So I definitely agree with you on uh, how pivotal that was because it changed the momentum. It changed the the whole picture of the game just instantly right there. And it's it's sad to see it happen off of a penalty of all things. However, I feel like it's probably a situation where, um, as Mikey predicted, there was some cars on fire in Philadelphia over that uh, uh, play alone. I don't know how you can let that call go in such a big moment, big time part of the game and at a at a point where the NFL is constantly getting cr- criticized on, is it? rigged ever since sporting bets have came in and so it it, it's a big time point that uh i mean we got to address it you know i don't know what anybody else thinks on this uh uh point but yeah i I feel like you were spot on there tyler yeah nick um and tyler uh money mikey you know he's not always right but i disagree uh big time on that um you know his body was turned his shoulder got turned it was only three yards away short i mean he he you know even if the hold wasn't there he could have still had a chance at the diving catch he still would have had a chance potentially and the biggest thing is that wasn't the game changer right the game changer that defensive touchdown and and just you know the hype of philly's eagles being one of the top defenses not living up to their name uh was it 
you know, were they overrated for, uh, you know, ease, ease of schedule? Uh, I don't know. It might be a piece of it. Uh, Dave sees definitely the tougher conference, definitely the tougher, uh, you know, side of things here. Um, and, you know, I think just Mahomes delivering and then, on top of that, they still executed. Yeah, the play was called, but they still, McKinnon, we talked about that, sneakily get into the one and wasting out the clock. I mean, you know, there's just a lot. I, I think really uh, the result of the game is obviously that defensive touchdown, but really, really, you know, we haven't touched on is um, Andy Reid's just play calls and play design. But uh, overall, as far as that penalty, you know, no, I mean, you know, yeah, it might have been 70, 30, 30% questionable. But I don't think it was the game changer overall. Yeah, I definitely want to hop in here and just do a rebuttal on that. To say that the most important game and play of the game happened in the first half when you have a second half where the Chiefs did score 24 points, who's to say that the Eagles wouldn't have thrown an interception the next play? They weren't even in scoring position. They were on their side of the field. So, like, to say that it's that pivotal, it was pivotal, yeah, it was a defensive touchdown, but we're not going to assume that the Eagles are going to score on that drive or assume they're going to still take that 10-point lead in there when you have a very, very, you you might be the only person in the world who thinks that it's a 70-30% questionable. The overwhelming consensus is the flag shouldn't have been thrown, so... I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of disagreement for me on that point. And then to, to say that he it changes momentum, it didn't change his momentum at all. The route was taking him upfield. He cut, went upfield, already had his momentum and body turned to go upfield. And that's where the tug happened was after that play where the jersey, it was a tug of the jersey, but he didn't stop his momentum. His body didn't get diverted. It was not a very catchable ball. It wasn't the best throw by Mahomes, but... Like I said, I mean, by the rule book itself, if you get the slow-mo and you get the zoomed-in footage, yes, it was a holder, a tug of the jersey. But I really don't think that it was so much that he removed the momentum where he's going to catch that ball. That was not a very well-thrown ball from the jump, so I really don't think Juju had much of a chance to go and get it. What do you think, Kyle? We kind of have two against one right now. Yeah, I agree with with Tyler and Nick here on this one. I don't like that call. Uh, yes, on the replay, you do see that tug. But, you know, overall, I thought the game was pretty clean. And it, that with a call like that, it just, it's very unfortunate because that's, that basically ended the game pretty much. So I to have a really good game, go back and forth, back and forth, it's, to me, it's kind of a, bum, a bummer to, to end it on, a call like that. Yeah, I didn't know I was going to get teamed up on here on Money Mikey. You know, I was out here. I was going to share the wealth had I been right, um, but I still feel like I'm right about this call. Um, it, his body was turned from what I saw, and either way, they still blew the lead. They still had those two wide-open touchdowns, opposite sides of the field. Andy Reid's a genius. I, I, I think that call doesn't change a game. We can't assume that they were going to go down the field after that and, and just score like that, but you know, uh, I guess it might have been a little closer than what the eye sees, I suppose. But, I mean, it's pretty cool though, that the player was humble enough to admit that, you know, it, it was debatable. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool, too. Um, I think he was wise enough that had he not owned up to that, uh, instead of a couple cars, like Nick mentioned, being lit on fire, we would have had a lot more chaos um, in, in all sincerity. right? I think there actually would have been a lot more uproar, right? I mean, that was pretty smart of him to be humble um, and to say, you know, there's a chance that, you know, that I did it and that I did pull him um, or did hold him, I mean. But, yeah, um, let's pass it over to Nick, though, as far as his overall feelings on QB stats and, 
in uh, the X factors overall. Yeah, I uh, I will say uh, Hertz definitely extremely surprised me in the air. Um, he definitely torched that team, kind of like the Kansas City defense was predicted. But man, Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. It is unreal what that man can do. I could not believe he did that with that ankle injury in general. But uh, as far as my predictions, um, I feel like I was pretty pretty close on the Kelsey uh, X factor. I mean, he did get 81 out of the 182 yards by Mr. Mahomes. Uh, so he was very, very involved as, as we all kind of predicted. Um, I did, uh, I will say I was... Uh, I was glad to see my boy Devontae Smith get his 45-yard little uh, catch there. Uh, Unfortunately, he didn't get the deep bomb itself for the touchdown. But, yeah, he was uh, very involved with the uh, 100 yards receptions, uh, 100 yards and receiving, seven receptions. I mean, longest bomb, 45 yards, as I I was saying. I mean, he he really came in clutch for them. Unfortunately, it just wasn't enough. Mahomes is Mahomes, and that man will, as Tyler predicted, always be Mahomes. Yeah, you're sure right, Nick. Mahomes is going to Mahomes. That man has just played at a whole nother level. In terms of the predictions, I uh, didn't get either one of the two quarterbacks remotely close to being correct. Neither one of them threw an interception. I did get Mahomes three tuds right. I predicted Hurts to have one rushing touchdown and two passing touchdowns when he just decided to go get three rushing touchdowns and one passing touchdown. So... I also uh, did not have Hertz coming anywhere remotely close to 300 yards, and he highly outshined Mahomes in that category where he actually threw for over 300, which I don't think anybody would have expected. They did rely a lot more on his running prowess than I thought they would in terms of designed run plays. He had 15 rushing attempts when my, Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders had seven individually, so he outrushed both their one and two backs, which I found quite surprising because they were more or less designed runs. He wasn't really getting outside the pocket on pass plays and, and scrambling to get those yards. They really were designed with, with that shoulder injury. I, I'm surprised by that, but it also gave the Eagles the best chance to win, and it was obviously working as he did rush for 70 yards. But Mahomes had the three touchdowns. I'm just shell-shocked that he only threw for 182 yards when he was 21 for 27. You know, that's an average of under 10 yards per pass, and that's just not Mahomes-like, especially with all the weapons that they have. You know, with with Marquez Valdez-Scantley not really being a big part of the game, there wasn't much of a deep threat there, and there was just a lot of underneath those shallow routes. But you also want to get the ball out of his hands with that Eagles D-line being as, as aggressive as it is. But I think the, the biggest, the best prediction out of anything here would have to come from myself, and it would be the Chiefs O-line. For the Chiefs to put up 158 rushing yards and not allow a single sack is incredible when the Eagles had the third most sacks of all time in a single season, as I alluded to last week. That is just phenomenal. They deserve the game ball, every single one of them individually. My other X factors really weren't a huge play in that. Dallas Goddard, you know, had 60 yards on six catches. That was pretty good. Um, Nick Bolton and Willie Gay didn't really stop the run game. The Eagles still rushed for 115 yards and, you know, threw for 302. So they had a lot of, of total yards as a whole. And then with uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Travis Kelsey did still do Travis Kelsey things. So it wasn't really a big 
stopping him there. Um, but that that Chiefs O line really was the just the the breadwinner for me in this whole game. That was probably my biggest surprise, but biggest takeaway is why the Chiefs were as successful as they were offensively. That O line just kept Mr. Mahomes as clean as a whistle, especially with that ankle injury and aggravating that ankle injury. He was just in pain on the sideline when they switched to him there. And the uh, the the O line really took care of him. Patty Mahomes deserves a uh, deserves to get each one of those linemen a big old hearty stake on him for keeping him alive and getting him that that Super Bowl ring to to just further furthermore cement his legacy, which is growing to be one of the best at this point. Well, that's enough for me on this one. Last but certainly not least, what you think, Kyle? Holy shit, Tyler! How do you top that one? Man, you, you kind of you hit the nail on the head on each on everything you said there. So, going into this tilt, I predicted Mahomes. I had him at 278 yards, two touchdowns, 24 rushing yards. I wasn't really too far off uh, with with his stats there, but he he did have 100 yards less, and he actually had more rushing yards, which <laughs> which I which I really I was shocked by that. I believe he finished with 44 yards. So uh, I. I thought that was pretty impressive. So I wasn't too far off there. As for my X Factor, complete fucking disaster. Like, can we talk about that? We, did you did you guys see Marquez Valdez Scantling anywhere? He one target, right? Was it one target? I should have warned you, Kyle. He was actually at my Derek Super Bowl party, uh, enjoying some of his homemade meatballs. Kind of slew him down that night. I'm pretty sure you're wrong, Mikey, because I saw on Snapchat he was with Carmen Electra that night. Yeah, if you were to ask me, I thought he still played for the Packers. <laughs> As for the Eagles side, Hurts, uh, I predicted 260 yards, two touchdowns, 65 rushing. I wasn't, too, I thought I gave him a pretty good performance there uh, for my prediction. He ended up with over 300 with one pass, and then surprisingly, three rushing touchdowns for 70 yards. So. Very productive night. I thought he, I. I think he is a future star in this league. Uh, we'll leave that for discussion later. Um, as for my X factor in this game, I did have Devonte Smith. He did have 100 yards receiving, and AJ Brown also showed up with 90 yards. I believe it was so. Both both of them played really well. As for the defensive side of the ball. Chris, I thought Chris Jones and Hassan Reddick would show up a little bit more, have more, at least a pass pass rush or a sack even. But got to give credit to the offensive line in this one. The Chiefs, I mean, they're, the offensive line for both teams played really well. So, Yeah, I mean, you had some pretty good points there. Um, I, I really think that uh, that offensive line definitely did step up. But, I mean, come on, guys. Who, who, who stole the show outside of winning the Super Bowl? I mean, Hurts went off, guys. This, this man, wow, just showed up like none other. Um, so I just want to take a second and just really, you know, maybe touch on that a little bit in general. I mean, coming in with three rushing touchdowns, I mean that that's just unheard of. And then to throw over three hundred yards. I mean, I, I woke up the next morning, I looked at some stats just to kind of get ready, and I was like, uh, okay, 182 on Mahomes' side and 300 on uh, on the Eagles' side? I mean, uh, what happened in this game? I think you the know. ankle did kind of ankle. affect Mahomes' play a little bit, even though he they did win, they did the, game. win the game. 
I do agree. I do agree. I mean, that ankle really, it showed in the numbers. It showed in many different ways. Yeah, it, it, to me, it just kind of goes back into what we were possibly arguing about last episode. But I I just feel like this solidified this generational talent in Mr. Uh, Jalen Hurts. So what do, you, what do you got over there, Mr. Glare and Mr. Wright? Yeah, it definitely helped his case. Uh, if I were to actually have to pick a Super Bowl MVP in this game, I would choose Jalen Hurts. I don't think it should go to the quarterback of the winning team or the best player on the winning team. You can't pin this loss on Jalen Hurts unless if you're Mikey, who says that that defensive touchdown was the most important and crucial play of the game, then that is exactly on Jalen Hurts because he literally dropped the ball. Um, but outside of that, I mean, his stat line to, to just think that he put up a yard under, he put up 374 total yards in a Super Bowl. I don't care if you're playing a high school defense. That's the granddaddy of them all, the biggest stage in sports, one could argue. And you put up that stat line and that pass that he had to A.J. Brown for the touchdown was in an absolute bucket, just a beautifully thrown ball. I, I, it's hard to argue against the generational talent at this point. But you, to be a generational talent, that does involve winning. Now, he's very unproven. I, I shouldn't say he's unproven because it is th- it's his third year in the league, his second full year starting. But it's just that, that team overall was just so stacked and loaded this year where I need to get another year of him maybe having a little bit less talent, which is likely going to happen with all of the Eagles free agents. But I want to see a little bit more to start. He definitely has the making for it. This put him in a next level, I would say, in that elite status of the quarterbacks in the NFL. But I just need to see a little bit more before I could put him on that generational talent because you have to win that big game to be considered that, right? Now, you say that, and Dan Marino, almost every football fan would say is a generational talent, never won the big one. But it's it's kind of a toss-up on how you, how you want to look at that, right? If you're going based off of sheer talent, he has the making to do it. I need to see a little bit more of him standing in the pocket, hitting that, that player in stride, making those throws more on a consistent basis before I think I could go to that level. And then that that running prowess, I don't think is going anywhere. The guy is just an absolute tank. He's squatting over 600 pounds in college. Like, are you kidding me? You are an absolute beast of a human. And I, I'm excited to see. The biggest thing that impresses me most about Hurts and in this game is his overall poise. For someone being so young in this league, at the most important position in the league, to have the maturity and just the 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 overall poise of whatever he's doing. He has the stature behind him, that swag. You know he's a leader. He's a true natural born leader. And he shows that on and off the field. And I think that's what's really going to propel him into the, the upper echelon of the quarterback tiers in the NFL. All right, now we're going to talk a little bit about the other predictions we had last week. We had the overall game predictions and then the MVP predictions. I'm going to start this one off here as the only one at this table that got either one of the two right. We had some Eagles lovers in the room here. Derek was my only Chiefs Mahomey on my side with this one, and unfortunately he's not here today. However, he did predict Travis Kelsey, which would have been awesome. Um, But Mahomes is Mahomes. He is the best quarterback on the planet. I would say the best football player on the planet right now. I would say he's deserving of that MVP award, especially with that second half performance and that that late run scramble that he had for almost 23 yards or something like that. That really just kind of extended the drive and allowed the Chiefs to go down and get that final touchdown. And uh, and the, the Chiefs, you know, I predicted... 
31-27, so they, they scored a little bit more than I thought uh, with three-point game, but it was one heck of a game, boys. I'm glad I got to watch it. Watch it with some friends as well with a couple of adult bevies, some nice homemade meatballs by Mr. Derek himself here. Those were amazing, um, but it was a heck of a game. I'll remember this one for quite a long time, and at the end of the day, I was Mr. Right. Now let's hear from Mr. Wrong. What do you think, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I will. I am a man of owning up to my accidents that I cause, and uh, this is a pretty bad wreck because I expected a huge defensive game. I came in predicting 28 to 24 Eagles. Oh man, gosh, coming in with a Slay Junior MVP prediction. So it really was. Really was not the greatest run around for me. But hey, you know what? Sometimes I'm wrong. But uh, what I do want to take a moment and really touch base on was uh, Derek's uh, big-time superstitious little uh, uh, tidbit. Uh, the white jerseys did prevail this time. Um, I'm learning, hey, listen to Derek and Tyler a little bit more after this. Yeah, I agree with you, Nick. We should probably listen to Mr. Wright over here a little bit, mo- a little bit more. I did predict the Eagles to win with a – I predicted them to win 27-24. It was a field goal uh, deficit, so I got that right. <laughs> but, no, I, I, overall, I, I, did, I did believe the Eagles had the better roster and also Mahomes on the bad ankle. I, I, I thought that would change things up a bit, but Mahomes is Mahomes, and there's a reason why he is the MVP of the league. I did have Jalen Hurts winning the MVP. He did have one passing touchdown, you know, passed passed over 300 yards, three rushing touchdowns. I don't think a QB has ever done that in a Super Bowl game. But, you know, it's whoever wins. So, obviously, Mahomes gets that. So, I know Mikey had a similar... uh, similar choice yeah Kyle we were uh, both on the wrong camp but hey I mean it was obviously just a three-point game and had they won it it would have been hands down no debate hurts uh, just like you said no no QBs ever had more than one touchdown rushing touchdown in the Super Bowl uh, for him to take it two touchdowns higher and set the bar at three uh, we'll see if we ever see that again because uh, that's the first uh, which is pretty cool we saw history um, and yeah, there's kind of a lot of overall feelings. Um, again, I, I, you know, we've talked about my stance on the defensive touchdown, uh, but who knows? I mean, there's an interesting stat. So, you know, Nick talked about Derek and his white Jersey stat. I don't know if you guys heard though, during halftime, what a stat that I found interesting was, uh, there's been no team since 2009 to win when they are leading at halftime. So, you know, who knows if the defensive touchdown wasn't been there and there would have been a 10-point deficit, you know, who knows what has happened. You know, Andy Reid is a mastermind. I think that's kind of my overall summary. And the biggest thing is, you know, Andy Reid and his plays to be able to score just two walk-in touchdowns, just same exact play opposite sides, is just genius, right? I mean, it, it's, it, it goes to his respect. Um, obviously, Mahomes has to deliver it. You know, it, it takes peanut butter and some chocolate together, right? But uh, I think uh, for sure in the peanut butter chocolate equation, uh, not to get all metaphorical here, Andy reads the chocolate in my opinion. Uh, but what are you guys' opinions on that? And do you know what that play call was actually named there, Stanny? It might even be the best part about it. I do not know. Well, if you know Andy Reid, you know his love for food. 
Name of that play is Corn Dog. They ran it twice, one on each side, but that's the good old corn dog for you. That makes sense. Andy Reid always looked like he put back two corn dogs. Plus, a corn dog can be eight in so many different ways, so it makes sense that it's versatile. All right, boys, I had an absolute blast today. It was one hell of a Super Bowl. We couldn't have asked for a better game. Could have asked for a little less drama, but what's the modern-day NFL with a little drama, right? Next week, we got a banger for you guys. We have the NFL season all wrapped up. We're going to do a little off-season acquisitions. We've had some coaching changes. We've had some big-name retirements. And, of course, we did have the NFL honors with every award going out in the NFL, which we will talk about next week. Well, boys, I had fun today. I hope you guys all did with me, and we can't thank you listeners enough out there for giving us the time and the support. We're going to grow this thing as big as we possibly can, and we simply cannot do it without you guys there listening to us. That's all we got today. Thank you again for another episode of Banner with the Boys. We will see you next week. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe. Tune in next time for more Banter with the Boys.